the first degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. The first degree. These things are supposed to happen in movies, not in real life. Welcome to The First Degree, the true crime podcast that you might end up on. My name is Jack Fanick. I'm here with Alexis Linkletter, and it is another Friday, so you know what that means. Another bonus episode for our Heavy Metal Project initiative. In these bonus episodes, we cover the lives of the victims connected to the unsolved case of the Long Island serial killer, also known as Lisk. And if this is the first that you're hearing of Lisk, you need to pause and go listen to our three-part deep dive so you can understand what we are talking about in this episode. And not only are they three podcast episodes that we're very proud of, they also cover the 20 years of this ongoing Lisk investigation. Right. And in those episodes, you'll hear an exclusive interview from victims' family. You'll learn about police corruption and how Lisk almost exclusively targeted and killed sex workers. In fact, being targets for serial killers is one of the many reasons that sex work is the most dangerous job for a woman in the United States. So to help to do our part, we're doing a fundraising and awareness campaign with jewelry designer Jimmy Toast. Jimmy Toast is an avant-garde jewelry brand And she has created 10 stunning necklaces, each one dedicated to and inspired by the memories of the 10 victims connected to the Long Island serial killer. And you can purchase a necklace right now at theheavymetalproject.com and on Jamie's website, jimmytoast.com. And 100% of the net profits will be donated to the Sex Workers Outreach Project, also known as SWAP. Right. So remember, visit theheavymetalproject.com to learn more about what we're doing, the necklaces, and how you can help in supporting the fight for sex workers' human rights. It's a good cause, and it's a good reason to, you know, get a stunning necklace. Okay. So now we're ready to get into the important stuff. So far in these episodes dedicated to these Lisk victims, we've covered the stories of victims that have been successfully identified. However, law enforcement is still struggling with the identification of a number of victims associated with this case. So today, we are bringing awareness and attention to two other victims who have not been identified, and they're commonly referred to as Gilgo Beach Doe and Jane Doe Number 7, also known as Fire Island Jane Doe. So let's do a quick recap. On December 11th of 2010, an officer and his police dog were walking along Ocean Parkway on Long Island's Gilgo Beach in Suffolk County. They were searching for 23-year-old Shannon Gilbert. Shannon was a beloved daughter, sister, and aspiring actress, and she was also a sex worker. Right. And even though the officer walking Gilgo Beach didn't find Shannon, he and his dog did find the remains of four other female victims. All four had been strangled, and their skeletons were wrapped in burlap and placed 500 feet from one another. And each of these four victims were remarkably similar. They were all petite women in their 20s who practiced sex work. And their names were Megan Waterman, Melissa Bartholomew, Maureen Brainerd Barnes, and Amber Lynn Costello. And they became known as the Gilgo Four. Immediately, the Suffolk County officers suspected that they had a serial killer on their hands, and investigators launched a massive search around Gilgo Beach and the surrounding areas. They were looking for more victims of this newly realized Long Island serial killer. And after all, if four women had been murdered right under the local authorities' noses, 
who knew how many other bodies were hidden along Gilgo Beach. Right. And only a few months later, on March 29th of 2011, an officer discovered human remains only a few miles east of Gilgo Beach. This was Jane Doe number 5, who was eventually identified as 20-year-old Jessica Taylor. Portions of her body had already been discovered at a completely different location in 2003. And this location was called Manorville. It was a city inland about 40 minutes away. And she, like the guild before, had been a sex worker too. And after Jessica's remains were found, the search for victims connected to the Long Island serial killer expanded, making this one of the largest searches Long Island law enforcement had ever conducted. Only a few days later, on April 4th of 2011, Jane Doe number 6 was discovered a few miles east of Gilgo Beach. She was identified in 2020 as 24-year-old Valerie Mack. Similar to Jessica, some parts of Valerie's body had been found way back in 2003. But in 2011, on the same day that investigators uncovered the rest of Valerie's remains, they found another victim. And this victim was the still unidentified Gilgo Beach Doe. Right. And even though Gilgo Beach Doe's remains were found at the same time as Valerie's, they weren't in the same location. Gilgo Beach Doe was much closer to the original Gilgo Four's bodies, about a mile away. So even though Gilgo Beach Doe's profile is different from the Gilgo Four's, it's widely believed that Gilgo Beach Doe was in fact killed by the Long Island serial killer. So here's what we know about Gilgo Beach Doe. Gilgo Beach Doe's remains were skeletal. But thanks to forensic technology, experts were able to identify that Gilgo Beach Doe was biologically male, and they were also wearing women's clothing. For many years, both law enforcement and the media referred to this victim as unidentified Asian male, but there is a really good chance that this victim was misgendered. And out of respect, many of us following the Lisk case have chosen to use the moniker Gilgo Beach Doe instead. Gilgo Beach Doe was Asian, like Jack said, and between 17 and 23 years old, about five foot six tall and missing several teeth, specifically their top and bottom molars, as well as a front tooth. It's likely that Gilgo Beach Doe was probably missing these teeth before they were murdered. And according to the Doe Network, Gilgo Beach Doe may have had a musculoskeletal disorder that could have affected how they walked. Their weight, hair color, and eye color remains unknown. And while the Gilgo Four victims were killed by strangulation, Gilgo Beach Doe's cause of death was different. Medical experts determined that Gilgo Beach Doe died from a blow to the head. And this leads many to speculate that the circumstances surrounding Gilgo Beach Doe's death may have been a little bit different than the Gilgo Fours. Exactly. And there are many theories. Some speculate that the Long Island serial killer hired Gilgo Beach Doe for sex work, assuming that Gilgo Beach Doe was a cisgender female. And when the murderer realized that that was not the case, that they were not biologically female, the killer may have become very angry and violently beat Gilgo Beach Doe to death as opposed to exercising their normal MO. And tragically, this is a super common danger that many transgender sex workers face, and it's it's disgusting. And this would explain why Lisk didn't follow the typical MO and why he deviated from it, you know, the strangulation, which would have been the typical MO in this case. So forensic technicians were able to recover some of Gilgo Beach Doe's DNA, and the Suffolk County Police Department created a composite sketch of Gilgo Beach Doe's face based on the available information. One critique of the sketch is that it does present Gilgo Beach Doe with a short, masculine haircut, but the facial features are what really matter from the sketch. So experts estimated that Gilgo Beach Doe was killed five to ten years before the body was discovered in April of 2011. 
So that's somewhere between the years of 2001 and 2006. And that timeline checks out with several of the other victims connected to this killer. Both Valerie Mack and Jessica Taylor were almost certainly killed in the early 2000s. And shortly after Gilgu Beach Doe's body was recovered in 2011, the unidentified victims, Peaches and Baby Doe, who we'll be discussing next week, by the way, were recovered. And it's believed that Peaches and Baby Doe were probably murdered in the late 90s. So Gilgu Beach Doe's death probably occurred while Lisk was actively killing sex workers. Unfortunately, law enforcement officials have yet to release all the known information about Gilgo Beach Doe. For example, they've never released photographs or even a description of Gilgo Beach Doe's clothing, and we have no idea why. You'd think giving information to the public would only help the police agencies working on the Lisk case. But to give the Suffolk County Police credit, they have released evidence recently, including security footage of Lisk victim Megan Waterman, the 911 phone calls of Shannon Gilbert, and a picture of a belt thought to have been in Lisk's possession at the time. So now let's shift to what we know about Jane Doe number seven. So Jane Doe number seven was also found during this search following the discovery of the Gilgo Four, right? So the head of Jane Doe number seven, also known as Fire Island Jane Doe, was recovered near Tobey Beach in April of 2011. So during this massive uncovering of remains at the same time. And for context, Tobey Beach is four miles west of Gilgo Beach, putting this area in Nassau County's jurisdiction. And if you know this case well, most of these cases are in Suffolk County's jurisdiction. And for geographical context, Tobey Beach is four miles west of Gilgo Beach, like we said. So testing of Jane Doe's head linked back to partial remains that had been found 17 miles away on Fire Island 15 years prior in April of 1996. So her partial remains, including her legs, were found way back when in a plastic bag floating in the water. So this means that if Jane Doe number seven is in fact a victim of the Long Island serial killer, she would have been the earliest known victim that we know about. Of course, if these are all connected to one killer, there's probably more victims that either haven't been found. In fact, an investigator on the case who was retired, he told me, he's like, had Hurricane Sandy occurred before we found these victims, we would never have found any of them. So there's a chance that like, especially we're talking skulls and legs, like there's a chance a body part was on the beach that is buried, you know, in the sand and that yeah. still hasn't been recovered. Like there could be way more victims than we know about, right? Um, and going back to timeline, we mentioned, you know, Valerie Mack vanished in 2000. So four years earlier than that is 1996. We know that victims were disappearing up until 2008, 2009. So if this is all one killer, we're talking killings starting in 96 and going all the way up to right before the discovery. So that's a really long time to be to be taking lives across across an island, right? And another thing to note too is that Jane Doe number seven, obviously she was dismembered. And we see this with the earlier victims. We see this with Valerie Mack. We see this with Jessica Taylor. We see this with Peaches. We don't see it with Gilgo Beach Doe, like we discussed, because there's a theory about why. But then when it comes to the Gilgo Four, we don't see dismemberment anymore. So it doesn't necessarily go against. It definitely plays into what we know about this serial killer series as of yet, right? And as far as what else we know about the victim herself, so we know that on her left leg, she had a two-inch surgical scar with adjacent suture scars on the medial left ankle. 
We also know that she was found wearing red toenail polish and her right lower leg had a three and a half inch scar on the lateral mid leg area, a one inch linear scar on the lateral mid to lower leg and a half inch scar on the medial ankle. And it is an absolute travesty that this is all that we know about this woman. Yeah. And there is a sketch available of her too. Um, it's in black and white, so we don't know hair color. We, we don't know enough and it's, this is all that there is available to help all of you identify this woman. Cause I know that's what everybody wants to do. Right. Um, cause despite years of investigation from the police and people otherwise Jane Doe number seven and Gilgo beach Doe remain unidentified. And we know that the Suffolk County police are implementing, you know, genetic genealogy technology. They're doing everything they can. And it just hasn't been enough. And the mystery of their identities continue to haunt them as well as all of us. So if you have any information about Gilgo Beach Doe or Jane Doe number seven, aka Fire Island Jane Doe, or the Long Island serial killer, please contact the Suffolk County Crime Stoppers at 1-800-220-TIPS. There's a $50,000 reward for information leading to an arrest. And of course, check out theheavymetalproject.com and just keep Keep doing your best, doing what you can, and keep listening and learning.